general nerdery. American popular culture has always had this really weird obsession with monkeys. To the point that it used to be true in the 50s that if you put a monkey on the front cover of a comic book, that comic book would have a noticeable rise in sales. So, of course, we decided that the eventually we were going to have to do some kind of monkey episode. And if you're going to do that, there's really nowhere else to go but King Kong first. He is King. And right turn, Clyde. And he is Kong. So, welcome, I guess, to General Nerdery's King Kong episode. Uh, we're your Generals of Nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And with us again is Steven. Hi, I'm Steven. He's, he's I, I, I wave here all the time now. <laughs> I hope you hear the wave, because I wave every time I say my name. I, I do stuff like... I do so many hand motions when I'm podcasting. Yeah. I'm just like, see, obviously you understand what's and, happening. And now I never have to mention it again. You're also just oh, here yeah. all the time now. <laughs> oh, yeah. This I, show, Word Balloons, Fried Squirms, a few weeks back. Hey, I, uh, I enjoy your company and uh, the podcast. Also, thank you for editing your uh, Word Balloons so we don't have to. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a fun time. Uh, what it, it's... I'm always, I'm thrown off now by this this every other week schedule. Yeah, I always forget. Have not figured it out yet. I'm like, how do I do this podcast <laughs> I've been doing for a year? <laughs> what Where have we been ingesting? What have we been ingesting? Uh, oh Jesus. Yeah, I've done a lot. It's been two weeks. It's really easy to do now. Ooh. Yes, this is the format. I remember it now. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna pocket You've the... been on this show like three times. Yes. But I'm now <laughs> Now I'm remembering. Okay. So yes. Do you want me to go? I'll start. I don't care who starts. Have at it, my man. Let's let's start. Somebody start. I just started watching through uh, Batman Begins again. Oh. Um, I've seen it multiple times, but this is, uh, but not not for like at least a decade, actually. Um, uh, And I also am watching through Doom Patrol because I finally finished Young Justice season three, which I've never seen. And it was awesome. And I want season four. So, yeah, I'm just working through all the DC content that's been added to HBO Go is essentially where I'm at. Uh, how are you liking Doom Patrol? Since uh, that's like one of my favorite things ever. You have right like now. the hungriest look on your face right now when you're asking this question. It is very good. I am wildly devastated that not more people are talking about it because it has an amazing banger of a cast. Like, what the fork? How? How? It's it's yeah. also just great. It's I'm really enjoying it. I'm not terribly far. I think I'm like four episodes in. Okay. I'm pacing myself a little slower. It is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. No, it's emotional shit. <laughs> uh, so I can't I can't binge it as easily as I can some of the other stuff. So I that's why I started uh, Batman Begins just as a little uh, a palate cleanser mm-hmm. to just like kind of which also weirdly dark too. Um, Doom Patrol and I've never seen the show but like reading the comic it's always advertised in this kind of like almost upbeat manner for being like the least upbeat comic in the history of comic books no they are all extremely damaged people <laughs> look at us we're gonna die <laughs> yeah, freaking right like um which i actually got really interested in watching it because of the random montage in a dream sequence in season three of young justice where um Beast Boy uh, is having, like, he's in a VR headset or something or having some sort of brain meltdown and he goes into his Doom Patrol days and I was like, oh yeah, Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, that's on here. I'm gonna watch that too. So I did. Nice. Yeah. 
I love that Beast Boy was originally purple when he first appeared in Doom Patrol comics. What? Yeah. When Beast Boy first appeared, he was purple and was a member of the Doom Patrol. I love this. That would be such a killer look. And he Agreed. changed to green and it's never explained why. I'm imagining it's entirely a ink printing cost issue. That's normally why most of that happens. Yeah. Um, That's why Hulk is green now. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know. That's me 100% guessing. Um, I do like in the Young Justice TV series canon that he gets his shape-shifting ability from a blood infusion from a Martian. It does explain a lot of it better than, he was bit by a monkey. But also... Just roll it, with it. But literally <laughs> in that in that same episode uh, with the same... They get into a weird thing with like, uh, oh yeah, you think that was uh, what gave you your powers. It was me, the monkey. I was here the whole time. The fucking monkey totem ghost person is there. And okay, I super need to watch season three of it's, Young Justice. It's wickedly great. Maybe the best season? Uh, yes. <laughs> Every season has its... Yes. There's bits That's of why it's hard to like say better than season two, but for different... sure. But that... it does some things and it feels more arty. Yes. Um, also, I felt it wrapped itself up in a very succinct way that I didn't need more, but I want more. Also, fourth season is titled Phantoms, I think, oh, in the are, same way that this are... one was Outsiders. Oh, they, mm -hmm. is this happening? They're working on it, it sounds like. <sighs> <laughs> perfect perfect i'm excited tyler what about you what have you been um uh, finally finished witcher 3 all done with that super happy this is about a landmark it. moment in this podcast super happy about it it means that i can move on to playing other video games you've been saying that since like july <laughs> also great news i just started witcher 3 it's fantastic <laughs> so we're gonna keep hearing about it every time i'm on <laughs> um Maybe don't go as completionist as I did, because it'll take up a lot of your life. Okay, then I won't do that. Um, can't 100% games. I don't think I've ever accomplished it. I've, I wanted to 100% this one more, but it's just not going to happen. I, nope, nope. I don't, I don't try it with every game. It really has to speak to me on, like, in my core soul. I've done it, like, two or three times. Uh, the last one in recent memory was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm, you 100%ed Odyssey? If I didn't 100% it, I was like in the 98% range and the last of it was just like, I'm not going to grind that last little bit because it's a lot. Of I could, but I, I did complete the entire map. I love I got all, all of it. I, I got real. It's a lot of game. Um, binge through all of Lovecraft Country. I had watched the first few episodes, like five episodes before, but it had been a while. Did all of that. Um Redownloaded Guild Wars 2. That's been fun. Been playing that a little bit. There was so much, and now I feel like it's it's slipping my mind. There's one mm -hmm. big one that I'm going to wait to hold off for my recommendation. So Same. It's okay. I haven't been doing anything that exciting, because it's stuff that I have always been watching, reading, ingesting. You know, we've been watching a bunch of random Forge and Fire, because someone gave me another streaming app that had that one on it. Uh, we watched bunch of doctor who for a while i'm accidentally rereading through food war shokugeki no sama like it's it's so comfy like it is like a <laughs> bowl of fucking soup of noodles soup it's so refreshingly comforting sometimes i'm gonna say i read about them using like bacon cooked in red wine in that and i was like that sounds really good but cc doesn't like bacon so i got like pork belly mm -hmm. pork belly or pork jowl i don't remember which one but 
and cooked that in red wine, and it was fucking amazing. So Food Wars is... I laughed when Roar told me that Food Wars was going to make me a better cook, but it, he's not wrong. It, he's not wrong. <laughs> he, which I saw a photo of the spread that you did, and it looked good. I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to munch, and I wanted and to crunch. Very little work. It was like a charcuterie board, but with stuff. Yes. Yeah, like sp- that. Spread it out <laughs> is, is the solution to make it look fancy. Um, uh, but also, no, you're not wrong. Food Wars, I, 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 it inspires uh, a love of cooking in a way that I, I really enjoy. It's to continue the food analogs here. It's a comfort food thing, too. Like, I just weird, stressful, you know, 2021 being what it is. I'm just like, oh, man, you know what's really nice? Stupid food based shonen anime <laughs> like your manga. <laughs> Which have you watched the anime? I've watched the first season. Yes, that I I realized the loadedness of that question and that it's uh, bisected across like four different streaming apps because of uh, licensing in the States, unless you even with the sub and dub versions, it's all over the The manga is already horny, but the anime is so horny. Well, that's just because you get to actually see movement and <laughs> <laughs> like a one page spread of a cheesecakey type of uh, thing of someone just like having an orgasmic experience enjoying a meal is is leaves a lot to imagination but uh, when you get to see a 34 second uh, little hearing it more it, than anything too oh. is the like you're like oh yeah the moans and cries of delight <laughs> is i was watching it at my old house when i still had neighbors and i'm like i don't think i'm comfortable li- watching this while my neighbor's kids are home oh <laughs> when i started it i definitely had to not watch it with my roommates because i was just like this is this is too horny to watch this <laughs> That I'm not having um, relations with of of that type. So, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Food wars. Food wars. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Uh, any news for this week? Of course, I picked half the news. Why am I asking that question? I, I, okay, yeah. I mean, we have news every week. Of course we do. Wait, I had one is that other... how that works? Yeah. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had one little personal awesome piece of news that has delighted me to no end this week that i wanted to just throw out because yes. i'm so happy i got my first fucking vaccine vaccine injection oh my god congratulations you get that i mean that's none of my business but <laughs> uh being a person of color over the age of 16 in montana yep i'm glad that we do that but god damn it at the same time, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a fucking vaccine at this rate and and at this point i am just happy for everybody getting it because yes. that means herd immunity baby Yes. Mm-hmm. While I'm swearing about this, I'm not please swearing that you got your the vaccine. vaccine. I'm just <laughs> that's why I want to say it. I got it. Do Everyone, it. when you get your chance, Fucking get do it. it. Thank you. I love you. You're the best. So um, tired of wearing a mask every day. Everyone, take your damn vaccines. And it kind of leads into weirdly leads into my uh, my Reed Richards our fantastic news item four of the week in our fantastic four of the news in New Zealand. Uh, amidst the precautions they took for COVID, flu virus circulation was reduced 99.9%. Wow. Damn. I just hot digging. <laughs> Forks. That's amazing. I don't know why I'm not trying to swear it's on fine. this episode, it's but I, I feel um, like it. <laughs> there is a small hole in the data in which there's a lot of people that in this time period were probably only tested for COVID that in years past would have been tested for flu. Still like that is, I mean, it's too high of a number to be entirely accurate, but it's still like, even if it's 
half wrong. That's fucking 50%. That is... <laughs> It's like uh, washing your hands and wearing masks. It's, you know, good at stopping the transmission of viruses. I honestly think that in the future when we don't have to wear masks every time, if I'm feeling under the weather, I'm just going to fucking wear a mask still. Oh, 100%. Like, and if anybody side-sized me, I will I will buy a katana to cut them in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just back us up the if you're sick, stay home. Of course, that's not always a possibility with a shitty system that we all live in, but... Capitalism. You know. <laughs> Still, if you have the option, Do it. don't fucking grind it out. Yeah. Go home. Keep others safe. Keeping away from other people when you're sick and fucking washing your hands and doing this shit works. Wearing a yes. mask. Please. <laughs> Please. Over your nose and mouth. Can you tell that we work at a grocery store? <laughs> all three of us. Um... You want to go with your Sue, or should I jump in? One I mean, mind? I can. I let's do your like get mad about. Okay, first. yeah. While we're writing this energy, my Ben Graham, it's clobbering time. We're going to talk about both Gina Carano and Joss Whedon from his, their news this week. Oofa doofa! And I lumped it into one because I kind of wanted to get through this for fuck's sake moment of the podcast. Which yikes! Yeah, Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian for. Being Gina Carano. And yeah, um, shared an anti-Semitic tweet um, of all the people that wanted to try to say that it was, I don't know, anti-big government. It was a cropped image of a very famous anti-Semitic. Like, they, it's, it's cropped down. Yep, but people know what it is. It's a dog fucking bullhorn. <laughs> well put yeah um, uh, yeah yeah and it kind of sounded like all she needed to do was keep her goddamn trap shut and she would have gotten her own show oh i'm and surprised she hasn't been fired so long ago um uh based on it hasn't this been a thing for months basically like on the on twitter of, she's been of people getting, trying to get her to be kicked off the show yeah she's been getting increasingly but like she hasn't shittier? done anything noticeably like directly offensive just not enough to really topple it over yet well and i ran after this happened her didn't like her her representing agency also yeah, her dropped agency her. dropped her too oh. which, uh, which which says oof. to me that she's like that's what they've been telling her it's just shut the fuck up shut the fuck up please that's all you have to your do your character is wildly popular even if the you... people that don't like you like your character if you stop talking we can take you places. Not saying like, you can't have your dumb, horrible opinions. You just can't spout them out online in public. And now, literally, she signed on to produce movies for The Daily Caller and Ben Shapiro. Woofa fucking doofa. That will only be given, like only shown, to Daily Caller subscribers. Which, I, this is honestly... Kevin Sorbo has a wider audience than this at this point. Oof. <laughs> and he also got shouted down pretty well by lucy lawless this week but oh i didn't read she's done that many times so yeah. i don't know that specific one but yeah he's also kind of awful mm -hmm. makes me um, want to watch through xena uh like completely i only watched I through it never really seen xena like i saw oh, a few fantastic. episodes when i was a kid yeah and i've been really curious to see if i would like it seeing it now or if i'd be like oh no, <laughs> like I think I saw every episode of both as a kid. And see, I've seen a grip of both, but I haven't seen all of it. I would definitely 
be more easily go to bat for uh, Xena in retrospect. Oh yeah. Than, mm-hmm. Fucking Kevin Sorbo didn't like although, Hercules. <laughs> although the only the only thing Hercules has going for it, in my opinion, is Bruce Campbell. Yes. Um, the Prince of Thieves. Exactly. It's just Bruce Campbell, man. That's just a whole different thing. <laughs> Please, I can't find. I never want to find out that he's a horrible person. I hope he's okay. I think he's. He okay. seems like a pretty good dude, all told, from what I can find. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then also on shitty dudes. Yeah, speaking of uh, shitty dudes, not that uh, he Charisma is. Carpenter know. opened up about her abuse on set by Joss Whedon. Uh, there have been rumors about this for years, decades, decades. And he well, got... this is riding off the back mostly of the Ray Fisher stuff too. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, that a lot of people were getting frustrated with that because specifics kept not being named and it kept just sort of being drawn out. And Warner Brothers did their best to sort of just sweep it all under the rug. And they're like, we didn't find anything. But suddenly, like, Joss Whedon was off of a project that he had been helming for like five years. And like, yeah, it's um, and then a bunch of other people spoke up too. writers talked about how he thought it was hilarious to make women writers cry in the writing room and stuff. Uh, Basically, he's a Cretan. Yeah. Um, and he's a Cretan who got away with it because he did some pretty cool stuff for a while. And it was, again, pretty progressive for the 90s. Yeah, like at, at certain points, I definitely but... would have claimed him to be one of my favorite creators. Oh, absolutely he was. Um, and in retrospect, this was all there. We just didn't talk about it 20 years ago the way that we do now. And it's good that we talk about it this way now. But also it's like, God damn it, I liked him. Uh, just before this, we were watching a thing of people from The Flash singing the Firefly theme. Which is fantastic. And they're amazing at it. And I <laughs> still fucking love Firefly. But then they go, thanks, Joss, at the end. Because he had just donated like a ton of money towards some fundraiser they were doing. Right, like, like he, God damn it! Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you also used to do a lot of really good things, yeah, it, while being a shitty person, like not, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, the yeah, it's very frustrating because like I I loved I really really love uh, Firefly and I like one of the first uh, shows that me and my partner watched through together was uh, all of Buffy, and I'll still and, stand by the first Avengers movie. Um, it's yeah, popcorn, yeah. but it's a baller movie. Yeah. Um, and Angel, as weird as it is, is very enjoyable. I dig me some Angel. Um, I never watched Angel because I fucking hated him on Buffy because I was like, she's like 17. Like, you're... Yeah. Uh, I, in retrospect, a lot of the uh, stuff that they come up with in Buffy is way more problematic in hindsight. Um, well, also, that was just a vampire... Like, that's a vampire theme of, like, falls in love with the teenager. And as we've gotten older as a society, we all went, oh, no. yeah yeah but also some of the stuff about like forgiving predators and abusers and stuff of that just never sits well with me just like still in in hindsight knowing this is more confirmed really doesn't sit well with me well i think one of the it's still really vague but the statement and one of the things that came out of all of this is they had a rule on set where he couldn't even be alone in a room with michelle trachtenberg she was a teenager at the time, mm-hmm. if I understand. Yeah. So thanks, Joss, for being fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, man. Yeah, I hope you die on the toilet. It's <laughs> <laughs> very specific. It's uh, my new curse for people that I don't that I don't enjoy. I just I hope they just like accidentally have a heart attack while pushing too hard. Oh, so they Elvis it basically. Yeah. Okay. 
But then at that point, I just like I'm cursing so many people that it's going to be just like a, <laughs> just a, massive it's be a lot toilet. of backed up toilets. Right. Oh, God. Oh, that's awful. I can I can make things a little bit happier. Thank God. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Uh, our Sue Storm possibly overlooked. I'm stretching it with possibly overlooked considering who's involved with this project. But I also just wanted to make sure to be able to bring this up. Uh, they announced that Edgar Wright is going to be developing a new da- new adaptation of Stephen King's The Running Man. I saw this yesterday. I am oh, so excited. I, the Running Man. You probably... guys are going to laugh at me. Which one's the fucking Running Man again? Arnold Schwarzenegger is well. It's one different than uh, so. Yes, it's very different than the book. Uh, I haven't read the book, so I don't know exactly how it's different. But I, I read the book just a month ago. Oh, interesting. You, I, I remember you talking about this on Fried Squirm at one point. The book is a lot grittier. Um, yes, um, uh, but basically he's on a television show of some sort where he has to survive, and this is the new judicial system, somewhat. Or I, the the movie, it's a little bit more the judicial system because he's like set up to take the fall for like killing a bunch of civilians. He was in the military and stuff, and it's all also bullshit too because he's didn't actually do it. And yeah, it's. I remember I watched it a lot as a kid because it's very it's a it's Arnold Schwarzenegger exactly. 80s action. This um, is going to be more based off the book in which it's. Uh, dystopian society with vast levels of income inequality where this guy sells himself basically to be on the sh- uh this television uh a game not necessarily the running man but any of the games ran by the network which is ran by the government and they're all just fucking terrible things like uh we're gonna throw a heart attack survivor on a treadmill and run them through a fucking stress test. And for every, like, five questions they answer while the speed is being increased, we give their family, like, a hundred bucks. So this is like that Doctor Who episode of, uh, like, The Weakest Link and the Big Brother House, but all murder versions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So the, I'm sure that's based off The Running Man, not the other way around, but just yeah, the thing the, I've seen. The, most of the games don't necessarily end in death, but they usually involve something bad happening with a possibility of death. But the running man is the most popular game and it's, you're getting hunted. And for like every hour you're alive, you get a ton of money, but you also have to like take at least two 10 minute videos of yourself a day and send them in to be able to like, so basically, so they have something to throw on the TV is the excuse, but they're tracking you with it and shit. Interesting. That, I don't remember that being a component of this, the movie is so much because yeah. it's basically he's just like he's being constantly surveilled as the premise of the movie. And it has an ending that uh, is a has a lot different optics in post 9-11. Ooh, interesting. I'll have to I want to maybe theoretically read to this, but also very excited for Edgar Wright to. Anything. See, the movie itself doesn't wildly appeal to me, but Edgar Wright almost always like stuff oh. he makes almost always appeals to me. So I, I'm in. For anything he's putting his hands on at this point. Yes. Yeah. Basically, if anyone's going to do it right, I think. Like, in a way that I would enjoy. Also, a Stephen King like movie can get ad- adapted into some really great movies. Mm-hmm. Some really awful ones. Or some really <laughs> awful ones. That, that said, I... The would. original Running Man being both. Yes. Fair, but, fair. but also, <laughs> I love the crap out of uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yes. And that's not a good movie. No. Um, he was doing way too much coke at that time. Definitely. Oh, uh, so like 1980? I don't remember for yeah, sure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
I don't know where I was going that, but even his bad movies, I still generally enjoy. Um, but I'm also down for Edgar Wright, so hell yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, fuck yes, Edgar Wright. Everything Edgar Wright, anyway. Speaking of what's probably going to be a really bad movie, but that I'm going to super enjoy watching, our final news piece is they released the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it, as a... As we've discussed here, we're big Mortal Kombat fans on this show. And uh, as someone who was a huge fan of the Christopher Lambert's Raiden Mortal Kombat from like 92 or whenever the fuck it came out. I am so fascinated by this like trailer. <laughs> like, I Yeah, I'm it could go. I mean, it's going to be a popcorn movie no matter what. I'm not going into it expecting. Oh, you know, yeah. The it, Godfather. It, it but better like, be a popcorn movie based <laughs> on the trailer I saw, because if it's not, I'm going to be a little bit upset. <laughs> this is not what I was. I wasn't looking for a slow contemplative piece on. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, it's all so many hints of so many things and so many characters. I'm wondering how they're tying it all together. Being the guy who plays Mortal Kombat for the story. Although, I mean, that's part of the reason why I play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> my, my question is. Bad story, but it's who amazing. The, who the fuck is Cole? He's. I looked him up. He's new. They created him for the movie, which is the most bizarre choice in a uh, based off a video game that has like but eighty I, characters. I, only I don't reason. know. I I feel like it feels like a game because every game they introduce a new character. I guess, At least but like one. Luke Hang is right there. You can easily add him to any future games. That's fair. My only That's rationale for this is that I guess you would then be able to have your technical like main character not even if it, they are the main character but like your uh your care uh, your audience cipher be someone you don't have to give a shit about because they're a new character oh he's the new muppet from the muppets movies that disney made uh, um, walter or essentially just like someone that can allow the story to be driven without ha- and then nobody has to steal focus you can you can have it's not then a, a Liu Kang movie. It's not then a Scorpion movie. I'll give you that. It's, it's then a Mortal Kombat movie, and the main guy you're following is just some fucking random fighter. That Liu Kang costume that they see very briefly is surprisingly video game accurate for oh, I Liu was... Kang. Like, you know, white gi and red headband. That shouldn't work in a modern day movie. But... I, I'm forgetting the character's name, but the, the woman who has the size and the really cool... Uh, like monster mouth melina yeah melina uh that monster mouth looked dope I, <laughs> i'm very excited i just love that sentence thank you so much for that um i, I can't wait to see a, a little bit better shot of reptile because reptile's always been one of my favorites um I, you get a second of him but i want to see more of raiden because I, like I love tadanobu asano and that's who's playing him everybody mm. seemed cast pretty young it felt other than Scorpion? Other than Scorpion, who was like, like was old man Scorpion. Yeah. Scorpion, which, like, I, I by the looks of it, I, I'm guessing that little bit of, like, uh, we see, like, a, a person tie a rope to a kunai by the looks of it, and I think that's supposed to be, like, an origin story of uh, yeah, Scorpion. Yeah, I think that's Scorpion film. before Scorpion kicks it. Exactly. I think that might be Scorpion after. I think that's old man Scorpion that we see getting prepared for that fight that we see. I think he's given up being Scorpion by that time. And that fight that we sort oh, of see with him and, uh, and Sub-Zero like, towards the end of the trailer is a flashback to when he was young. Oh. Be, that would be because a lot we, to cram into a first Mortal Kombat what movie. What looked like we thing. saw smoke for a second. 
which means that Bihan has already died. You guys so got you so much work I did. So you get to see I mean, Scorpion kill Bihan then. With so much shit. Yeah. See, uh, I was just like, oh, Jax's arms look pretty good. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. He looks so fucking ripping cool. Yeah. It's also, uh, Kano ripped out a heart. <laughs> no, but uh, the that's fucking uh, Guardian from Supergirl that's playing Jax. Oh my god, I forgot that was yeah. He looks that was Jimmy fucking Olsen. Shit, I need to watch. Uh, I need to watch this because I haven't seen it yet. But nope. <laughs> yeah, that was Jimmy Olsen from Supergirl. Superman's friend. What happened to you, buddy? Well, his arms got shattered by Sub Zero. Yes, second turn. Yeah, so I needed new ones. Yeah. That actually still sort of fits what with uh, Mortal Kombat versus the DC Universe existing. Mm-hmm. Goro looked good. I think everybody looked really good. Um, it is. We did talk about how it is a Warner property and that it's just going to easily just be because of the their deal with HBO. It's just going to be everything that's coming out is just. Yeah. It would be really easy just now that we have HBO Max ac- easy access between the two of us to just be like, well, General Nerdery is now a podcast about what we watched on HBO Max this week, but. Which isn't the worst idea, no. but. <laughs> I mean, they do. Careful ha- not to do ha- it. Ha- my first they have a surprise we'll an episode shit. of this. Yeah. I. They got some good stuff. I watched. Uh, they got some good stuff on there. That was for Fried Squirms. The fucking thing that we did last week was on there. Ooh. I watched some Teen Titans on it. Which, that's on my list to start, too. Like it is wildly different from Young Justice. It will not, like... <laughs> you're going to give yourself whiplash if you expect a similar cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to pace myself. But yeah, no, uh, I am very excited for that Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Sorry to derail that uh, and then rail it back in. That's, no, oh, no, thank you. That's also, it doing. looks bloody as shit. Yes. Yes. Is it is it R-rated this time? Yes. Is it? Okay. In fact... Last one wasn't so. We saw little snippets, but early in production, the what they would say in interviews is that they're going for game accurate fatalities. Ooh, that's gonna be really like distracting at moments. Like story, story, story. All right, excuse me, I need to launch you into the stuff real fast. <laughs> well, if they only do like the probably only do I imagine six. <laughs> Six fatalities. Six or seven full-on fatalities. Okay, the one thing that bugs me, I, I think I... Kano seemed way too buddy-buddy with Sonya and Jax. He... Was he on their side at one point and then betrayed them? Or am I misremembering Kano because I don't really give a shit about him? I don't believe he was ever on their side. I think he was always it, a member of the Black Dragon. It looks like in this case he might have been like on their side and will inevitably betray them. Because Kano's thing a dick. Yeah, because he's fucking Kano. The literally only good thing about him is he has a laser eye, and that's just baller. Everything else, no. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, uh, you, you Thinking got out. Eyes. You got out of my depth on, uh, uh, on the canon of, uh, of uh, Mortal Kombat. So I kind of we did an entire episode on it. So I know more about it than like a sane person should. I'd say eighty percent of my knowledge is based on the uh, the '90s movies, uh, which. I really enjoy. Literally, the only thing I remember about Annihilation was Nightwolf felt kind of racist and there was uh, a mud wrestling scene. Wow. I I never thought about it, but you're definitely right. And (laughs) I I definitely, I still, I always felt that with Nightwolf um, uh, being a little bit racist. But yeah, I know you're right. In retrospect, it's pretty bad. Oh, it's it's definitely bad in retrospect. But 
I didn't even remember Nightwolf being in it. I just remember the travesty of Johnny Cage getting killed five minutes in, and then James Remar is Raiden? Right? What? Oh, crap, I'm just remembering this. Yeah, no, it's an awful movie. So no matter, I'm not going to say that, almost no matter what, this movie is going to be an improvement on at least... One of the Mortal Kombat movies, probably both of them. I'm still going to miss Christopher Lambert as yeah. Raiden because he clearly just had so much fucking fun doing that. I'm going to miss Carrie Fukunawa as Shang Tsung. Yes, that they should have just continued. Although to he's it. a shapeshifter, so maybe he'll pop in for a second. <laughs> That'd be a good way to do a cameo. And like Shang Tsung has been 900 a couple different times. In well, the, and the he series. still is voicing Shang Tsung in the video games. Mm-hmm. I would love to just see a cameo from anybody from the other movie. Just like even if they show up somehow. I don't know how you work that in. Robin show just. Just like, what's up? Now. Someone who won it in the past or something. And then it's the guy who played Liu Kang in the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. Right? Oh, if they like flashback to the great Kung Lao. Yeah. And it's Liu Kang. <laughs> I guess. old person who... Liu Kang's descendant who won the tourney before. Oh. Or descendant, not uh, ancestor. Oh, that would be so so choice. I would love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm so I'm so excited. Uh, that's take, all we got for news, though, let's right? take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about other ridiculous popcorn movies. Yeah. Oh, dip. Oh, dip. <laughs> that's what we're going with? Okay, yeah. Great. <laughs> This Just, movie is too. This movie's fun. It's so fun. It's really stupid, but like I knew what I was getting into with. I'm going to watch a King Kong movie, like a, a giant monkey movie, a very enjoyable monkey movie. Okay, like, yeah. Let's set this Sorry. up. Kong Skull Island. Yes. Uh, we decided to do this because a couple weeks out or a couple weeks ago, the trailer for Godzilla vs King Kong. Came out, so we decided to do a Kong episode, and next week we'll do a... Or not next week, next time we'll do a Godzilla episode. Uh, partly because none of us had seen Kong Skull Island when we decided to do this. Or I don't think? I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it. Have you seen it before this? Oh, I've seen it before. Oh, okay. Um, I think actually I was... Two you were talking about the new Godzilla versus Kong, and I was interjecting with, have you guys seen Kong Skull Island? Because it rips ass. <laughs> <laughs> It it just slaps. It's a very fun movie. Um, Why did I fucking sleep on this? I don't know, because it's very it's King good. Kong. Because it's like, you know, King Kong's great, but let's be honest, at least 50% of the King Kong movies that have come out have been actively bad. Yeah. I loved the first one. Like, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. But, like, the 70s remake or the fucking Peter Jackson one, those were not good movies. Yeah, um, they don't hold a, a a dear place in my heart other than like by name of like, hey, King Kong's a thing. But mm-hmm. that said, I always love a monster movie or like a big, a big creature picture, pic, feature picture. I'm really glad um, that creature features are becoming a thing well, again, like yes. giant monster movies. So mm-hmm. I guess that's also a really good place, though, to jump off. Like Kong has been done before and Kong's been around since like the fucking 30s or whatever. What's all? What's your what's your guys's in in on Kong? 
Um, I've seen every movie except for the Peter Jackson Kong, and that's just because uh, it came out at a point in my life while I was not rich enough to go see movies in theaters, and I heard it was very long and boring, so I never sought it out. And kind of racist too, but yeah. Oh, now um, I'm de- double not. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. Uh... But the original one I watched for my media arts uh, program because uh, it does a bunch of innovative. Oh, it's super cool, important historically. Um, uh, cinematography, and then I've seen the seventies remake once, just because. Doesn't he climb the two towers in that one? In, oh, uh, the twin towers. I must have not. If that's if that's true, I've not seen this. Movie. I don't think so. I thought there was one where he climbed the the towers instead of the uh, state building, but I could be wrong on that. Editor's note: Zach was not wrong. And then I always love it referenced in any time it's uh, referenced in any other pop culture thing. Cause Curious, it's... when you say you've watched it, does that include, like, because they did, like, Son of Kong. Have you ever seen any of those? If I have, I, I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say no. In that, like, I think I might have seen parts of it, but not in its entirety. Um, I definitely have leaned more towards the Godzilla side of this and the kaiju stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, there's um, more... There's more. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Tyler, what about you? I lean more Godzilla side. Everyone does, G, honestly. Like, but Kong is super important. Uh, I've kind of talked about this over on Fried Squirms. Uh, when I was when I was young, my intro to ho- Fried Squirms is, if you guys only listen to this show, I also do a horror movie podcast. Um uh, I didn't care about movies, or at least I didn't care about movies in the same way, but I was the kid that, like, lived in the occult section of the library, and eventually, after you get done reading all, like, the real creepy stuff and, like, all the conspiracy theory shit, then you get in the stuff where it's talking, like, more meta about that stuff Mm -hmm. and how it's used throughout pop culture, and... I already kind of had an in, like, I I would watch, like, Power Rangers on TV, so that was, like, kind of my intro to, like, Kaiju in a a big way. Yeah, wow, yeah, I never thought about it like that, but entirely, 100%. Holy crap, some stuff just clicked into place in my head, sorry. (laughs) And then I I remember reading this book, and it was talking about um, monsters on film, and that was... Both my introduction, like, I loved, like, vampires, so, like, Dracula and, and, like, seeing the way people were were writing about this, like, the universal monsters and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, like, this is really important and this is stuff that I already love. And then, you know, you flip it and then there's Godzilla and Godzilla versus King Kong. And I'm like, what? These (laughs) things fight? Okay. And people care? And I already love it? Let's just get this out of the way real fast. Does anyone actually think Kong would win this fight? Even if you size him up to match Godzilla in, you know, like... This Kong? Are you fucking kidding me? Like... Which this Kong, they do specifically say that he's still growing. Mm -hmm. And then it is... That's why he's bigger in the upcoming. Exactly. Um, I I mean, he... I would have said... I I would have said no. Don't get me wrong, but... Until I watched this movie. (laughs) That... I don't know. I, I, I want to rewatch Godzilla personally um, before I make it. So maybe we should talk about this next week. Um, I mean, Godzilla's got the <laughs> next the atomic time. breath, but we'll talk about it next yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, like I feel like Godzilla has the power set to win. I 
feel like Kong's got the intelligence. Kind of like Kong a little better. At least oh, this it, Kong. It, this Kong especially. This Kong feels like, I feel like he is just a giant monkey who is just like trying to live his best life on this fucking island in seclusion. And he's just like has to deal with being basically a Cerberus to the gates of hell and making sure <laughs> they don't file out into the goddamn world above. I really like that this Kong, they didn't try too hard to make him look like a gorilla, like like accurate to a gorilla. I mean, he's got all of the gorilla stuff, but he's got still like a human build and it, you know, oh, he's got a thick ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Uh, every time that he walked away from the camera, either CCR or I would make jokes about cheek slapping. Um, it was like, damn. <laughs> Bill likes Dexter's mom. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, CC kept going on about how you can tell he's not a gorilla because he doesn't have a tapas. What's a tapas? Is, uh... Um, kind of like belly sack, kind of where the gorilla has. Oh, yeah, because good. gorillas are entirely plant eaters. They oh. don't eat meat. Which I did not know until yesterday. For some reason, I thought they were like chimps and ate just everything. I mean, this... This, I mean, but so like, clearly Kong is not that. Yeah. But like, the Peter Jackson one made him as accurate as possible to a gorilla. And it just didn't feel quite right. Like, he shouldn't be... He's not a gorilla. He's an ape, but he's not necessarily a gorilla. Which I always felt like the Peter Jackson was was trying to recreate the original King Kong... The idea of the original King Kong uh, movies. Mm -hmm. King Kong. But, like, thinking it was like, they were going to try and make a gorilla, but they just couldn't do it right. So we're going to make a gorilla, but we're going to try and make a gorilla that they were trying to make, but we're going to do it better. That movie was so Why am I making like, Peter Jackson transatlantic? Is he not <laughs> is he not from New Zealand? He's from New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah. Because <laughs> you're using the kind of like accent for movies at the time. The, the Peter Jackson one was pretty much a guy wants to make the King Kong movie. Like they have moments where there are actors who are saying lines from the original movie. But he decides the easiest way to make this movie would just be to go get the real King Kong. I, I've not seen this one. It's bad. I've heard this, which is why I've not seen it. And then also, anytime I've ever tried to watch it, it's I realize it's long and I hear it's bad. So I'm just like, no, well, thank you. I remember liking it the first time I watched it, but whenever I look back at it, the thing that I remember liking the most is the fact that Peter Jackson throws in a reference to the Sumatran Rat Monkey. Which yeah, is okay. uh, a dead... Uh, uh, dead alive. Brain de dead alive. Yeah, uh, brain dead. Yeah, so that's good, but... <laughs> Uh, but this one, I don't know, I thought it was kind of clever not to use any of the original characters, like, because no one's watching King Kong for the fucking human people. Um, that said, that is my, one of my only gripes with this movie is that it has such a banger of a cast. I don't honestly want to give a fuck about Brie Larson or Tom Hiddleston or... I always oh. give a fuck about John Goodman. John Goodman, like John Goodman, like I, I like all of these people. These are all great people, but like, can you trim the fat on that end of the story and just show me some more Kong, please? That was my, that's like one of my only gripes is that this movie is two great movies that is crammed into one movie, making it lesser. I just was surprised by how much I did enjoy the cast. Consider not, I mean, obviously, because the like actors are all fucking great in it, but like, oh, it's, 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 a, it's great. It's a monster movie. I didn't expect to give a shit about a single character, and I found most of them charming. Not, oh. like, 
someone that I was wildly devoted to, but not gonna lie, other than I John C. cried in this movie. <laughs> uh, it, it's John C. Riley's uh, uh, John C. Riley's arc in this movie, specifically mm-hmm. his ending. I was like, oh god. He, he, he got mad. He got mad. He got it. He got, <laughs> he got a hot dog and a beer. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, no, this movie, uh, I love it. It's good. It's it's. I have a like kudos and a critique about the John C. Riley thing, but just John C. Riley in this movie. One kudos, I appreciate that from they even have him say he's like, I don't, I'm not thinking I'm going to get back together with my wife. I just want to like, I literally just want to see her once. Yeah. I just want to get back to her she's the thing i bet like it, it's his fucking mm-hmm. and meeting the son and like you know and that's very fair because fuck what if she remarried like oh yeah mm-hmm. and super fair if she does too like he's gone 28 years um i did find it weird that she immediately recognized him like i forget people if i haven't seen them in like two years and i know it was like her husband but who she did have a son with yes but we <laughs> saw him when he was young and he did not look much like john c Riley. Yes, you are very right. <laughs> um, he did look incredibly like his son, though, since it was played by the same guy. Oh, was it? Okay, that's good. Oh, um, that's okay. That I'll, That's fair. I'll give it that. <laughs> uh, my critique of this, and this is not so much like this movie in particular, but the fact that it falls into a trap that American movies do that bugs me, is they had a, like, these two people were enemies and became friends, and then we killed off the guy that's not white. Oh, God, yeah. Off screen. I hate that trope anytime I see it. Thank you for bringing that up. That was one of the other things that really irked me. I, um, and I love John C. Riley's run in this, and I liked him with the Wakazashi. I thought that was kind of fun. But, like, honestly, I wish they had trimmed some of the fat. There were so many fucking soldiers. So, like, honestly, they didn't have time for another character. But I wish they had gotten rid of those uh, goddamn soldiers to bring out that fucking Asian soldier. One or two less soldiers so you could have. And then they could be basically like the old married bickering couple, like two old men. John Riley would have fucking killed with that. And Mm -hmm. then for some reason, you end the movie with him going to meet his wife. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) He can come with to see John C. Riley's wife. He's been hearing about her forever. As long as you still work in the shot somehow of... Tom Hiddleston in a gas mask cutting flying pterosaur-like creatures in half with said sword. Cece was watching this. Yeah, going, you don't this have to defile most- a grave if he's not dead. He's just like, oh, hey, throw me your sword. And then he's like, okay, sure, Tom Hiddleston, here's my sword. <laughs> because if somebody would have told me that happens in this movie, I would have watched it in theaters. That was like, as CC put it, the most Mortal Kombat moment in a movie I've ever fucking seen. Like, <laughs> Those bird creatures were legit, low-key, one of the best parts of this movie. Because that that's, that shot of, of Samuel L. Jackson just basically seeing it's like, oh, what a fucking hideous bird. And then he shoots it, and then the bird explodes, and then the, the tree behind it explodes. And it's not foliage on it, it's all of these weird reptilian bird lizard creatures. Kind of pterodon looking motherfuckers. Exactly. And uh, I, I was watching this and Kat just looks over at me and just like that was amazing. <laughs> that was beautiful. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. So much more time and effort into this movie than I really, like, half the fucking MCU is in this movie. I mean, we've got Brie Larson, we've got Sam Jackson, we've got John C. Riley. wasn't big, but he was in there. Oh, sure. We've got wow, I Guardians. Yeah. We've got fucking Loki hanging out. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like 
Actually, this is going to bring up a critique I have, but not of the movie, but of the culture surrounding the movie. I was reading reviews of this movie. Same. And a lot of them were critiquing Brie Larson for being in it. And like some of the critiques were literally like right after making your big passion project movie, like diving into a monster movie uh, might be embarrassing or something. And I'm like, one, fuck right off to fuck off. Exactly. Like (laughs) she gets to make whatever goddamn movie she wants. And I didn't hear a goddamn thing about like Tom Hiddleston doing that or Samuel L. Jackson doing that. How is this not a passion project? And uh, it's just well, a different passion. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently she had just done a movie that I think she like directed and starred in or something like that right before this. Interesting. No. I don't like have to look in, up her in between Captain Marvel and this. But you know what? She Unicorn just store is the only thing I can think of. Which I have also no has idea. Sam Jackson in it. Um, it's actually very interesting. And, and they seem and to be buddies. And I like that. Yeah, I love that. I love um, <laughs> But like. If you just finish a project that you're super passionate about, that you poured your heart and soul into, and it means a lot, why the fuck would you not want to go fly to Vietnam to hang out with Tom Hiddleston and Sam Jackson and make a fucking giant monkey movie? That sounds like the greatest summer of all time. Right? <laughs> like, I thought, well, one, fuck yeah. I would do this in an instant. And also, two, fuck these people for that bad take. Yeah, no, it just, it, it drove me up a wall and... We've never really talked about Brie Larson on this show before, but right. I, she's not my favorite actress, but I like her. I've never oh, seen right. anything in her that I didn't enjoy. She she would definitely come on my, like, if I was, was building a top ten list of, like, favorite actresses working currently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I can never remember the name of it, but it was, uh, it's a really, really great picture she did forever ago before Rome. It's got a bunch of, no, it's got a bunch of people named, people in it that are just, like, super big now. Um, and she's basically running a uh, like a foster home for kids that are just like misplaced. Or I I don't I don't Sounds remember. Hardcore. It's super hardcore <laughs> and it's amazing. And I was like, I'm gonna watch out for this actor. She's gonna do some great stuff. Um, I'll be honest. I've only seen some of her. Uh, the only three mo- Captain uh, not Captain Marvel. The only three Brie Larson movies I've seen is this Captain Marvel. And Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which, yeah, she's also in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which I love her in that. She's also in Trainwrecked as uh, the sister, if I remember correctly. And then she does like random, super, really good, intense dramas like Room, um, uh, where she's just talking about it's a movie about being a captive with her son that she's basically built a, fa- a fabric, uh, a narrative around of like why they're being kept in this room his entire life. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's just the first third of it. And then they get out and then the rest of it's dealing with the fucking ramifications of that. She's an amazing actress. So like she in this is like, she's, she's punching way below her weight. <laughs> she is. That's very um, true. A lot of everybody is, but I feel like that's because this is a passion project. They wanted to do this. They wanted to hang out with their buddies and make a monkey. They wanted to go to Hawaii fun. and like, fucking film. Vietnam. They actually went to Vietnam for this. Really? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Mark Evan Jackson, who is in this very briefly, but he's like one of my favorite actors and one of those small time actors. Ooh. Not small time. Uh, Mark Evan Jackson played one of the scientists. Oh, he plays this. Kevin in and he uh, plays Brooklyn Kevin in Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah. and he's the judge in um, uh, Good Place. Good Place, which also has. Hillboy, yes. who's one of the soldiers. And he's on one of my favorite podcasts called The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yes, we've talked um, about this. Uh, yes. I, I love Mark Evan Jackson, but he talked about, like, getting to go to Vietnam. And, like, 
you know, told go get the chicken from this place and like they got like and the like cook killed the chicken in front of him he's like whoa wasn't expecting it it's just apparently amazing like which so oh. it's just people yeah. were having fun and you can tell while watching this movie which from what i hear about working with this director um he is just a kind of chill sweet dude I like this director's work. I've seen a couple of his things. Uh, most uh, memorable is King of Summer, Kings of Summer, which is like a he wanted to do like a coming of age summer. Who directed this? Uh, I'm Vote Roberts is his last yeah. name. I'm forgetting his first uh, name out of John, Jason, John, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan Vote Roberts. Uh, and he, I've just heard him talk about his creative process on a couple podcasts, and he just sounds interesting. There's there's one thing I wish he was more chill on, and this is being stupid nitpicky, but yeah, he got really weirdly pissed off at the CinemaSins video of this. Even <laughs> even though he himself participated in the Honest trailers for this movie and actually went pretty hard on the movie himself. It's easier to make fun of your own shit than to have someone else make fun of your shit. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I... <laughs> But otherwise, no. He, he otherwise seems like a cool guy. And now after having seen this movie, I'm way more confident in uh, the Metal Gear movie because he's the one directing. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah, cool. he's he's been working on that for like five plus years to this point. There's references in this. The, the This is layered with references. The oh, more, yeah. He the threw more, in so many fucking references uh, the, in the fucking, there's a There's an Akira reference on John C. Reilly's yep. uh, coat in this movie. Wow. And uh, Steve Brule. Um Yes. Yes, um, uh, it is just like this movie is so thickly layered with references to culture, pop culture, and the the, the self referential of culture within pop culture. I think it's it's amazing to see a movie about Vietnam War that's less about Vietnam War and more about the culture around how pop culture sees Vietnam War. Like this is basically the. I, it was a thing that I kept seeing in reviews is basically talking about how this is basically the Apocalypse Now poster. As a movie. As mm -hmm. a movie. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. With all of its vivid reds and yellows. and. So the, the Metal Gear shout out is that the helicopter unit's name is Fox. And then the boat or was it the boat ended up being the Gray Fox? Something like that. Yeah. I think so. Which is a character from Metal Gear. Okay, see, I would not have known that. Um. But there's all sorts of shit. Like, one of the mountains in the background is the mountain from the game Journey. Jesus Christ. One thing I liked... <laughs> I do have Jesus. a question, though. Yeah? Why is it called Skull Island? Uh, in the original, it looks like a skull. And no, they do not a great job. Like, I get that. But also, how the fuck would they know it looks like, like a, a skull? skull enough to call it skull island when they literally they just it's undis that's sorry that's just a gripe i everything had. going on in this movie and that's what broke reality for i mean i have my own thing on that one too so that's it's like fair. <laughs> i thought about that when they finally showed the skull because it, it's not a straight on skull in this movie it's the only from a certain angle and you yeah, see like it you all have line to be, up but that angle is way up in the sky. <laughs> You'd have to be in a helicopter to see this skull. Gonna get that out there when John C. Riley is telling the story of the island and they keep like shifting the angle until what looks like random designs is only King fucking Kong. Mm -hmm. That fucking looked so cool that to me. So that fun. was so like. <laughs> yeah. That said, so like my gripe is that like this makes no sense, but 
Fuck, I love it. It's so beautiful that you just like it's so good. You did a great job. It makes no sense, but it oh god. All the Ewe's artwork was super fucking oh, cool. Yeah. Oh my god, that like moving through to get different perspectives to build the story is amazing. One of my favorite scenes I think in this movie was that just and which is surprising because it has a shocking lack of King Kong in it. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, other than like drawings of it, yeah, but it just. The production design on this movie is just absolutely stellar. It really sells it for me. The boat, the the plot that they built the um, uh, is very fun. And I love that, like, that cobbled together aesthetic that is built for it. It's so, so, so gorgeous. Holy fucking brutal fucking movie. Oh, oh, yeah. What? It, it pulls no punches. It punches people directly into the ground with a giant gorilla fist. I, I'm going to say at the same time, though, I was one thing I was expecting that didn't happen that impressed me was in as brutal a movie as this, a surprising number of black people lived through it. <laughs> Anytime a black soldier got grabbed, I'm like, well, the black guy died. That's that went farther. Enough. And then he keeps living like, I mean, Sam Jackson dies, but he. Oh, he deserves it. earns it by that. And I Sam hate Jackson, having to like, hate Sam Jackson. Oh, my but. God. I just got the fucking Icarus reference. Flew too close to the sun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker just couldn't help himself. He just kept going. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Sam Jackson looked like he was having the time of his life making this movie. But, like, you know, it, it's uh, a suspense movie where people are getting picked off. I was certain the black guy. And then, like, the the people that I was automatically like, well, he's dead. Don't live through it for the most part. The only person that uh, that I was like... I don't I this person's going to die it was a person that I just didn't know well as an actor I was like you don't seem famous enough and haven't made enough of a uh, of an impact of it as being likable to was uh, it one to of the survive. soldiers? No, it was the uh, it was the naysayer. I forget his name. Uh, the uh, like the guy who was saying, "We oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't fly over there. It's too dangerous." I, he I'm does gonna have comments. He? he does. Okay, he gets picked up by the uh, um, the bird things. The uh, uh, bird things. The leaf wings. Yes. I found out all the official lingo from the novelization. Oh, excellent. That's amazing. Wait, there's uh, a novelization of this? Of course yes. there is. I love it. <laughs> oh, God, that's choice, choice quality content. And, uh, oh, God, the I think the slightly bigger ones are the terror vultures, something like that. That's oh, an appropriate name. Nice. What do they call the, uh, I guess in the movie they're called skull, skull, the skull crawlers. Skull or something crawlers. Like so the skull crawlers are still skull crawlers, except for the the big one. The alpha was supposed to have a name. Let me see if I that's have him. it. Or no, that's the big one. Um, I should have saved this better. But. I like that Kong's the good guy in this one. Like, I loved Kong in this. Everyone, I mean, everyone watches King Kong for Kong. So let's own the fact that like. Like, especially making him, like, essentially, like, a god to these these people on the island. I really loved that narrative. It was super sad to see the graveyard of, of his uh, dead relatives. Yeah. Especially after, like, getting the little bit of backstory of having had, like, oh, they, they, they rose up to, to fight for them. And then just like, oh, but then they died. Except for Kong. Coming from my white boy who lives in a small town in a very white state, this movie felt surprisingly unracist when it came to the villagers to me. And I don't know enough to say that it, but like compared to, again, I'm just going to keep beating on the Peter Jackson one. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, 
same boat, very white, very, uh, once spent, I lived in Phoenix, then I lived in Derby, Montana. So like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I understand my, my, my place and privilege and point and point of view in this world. But like, uh, I feel like it didn't scream problematic to me. Yeah. That might be um, a better way. Um, like and- nothing about it was like, it didn't throw up any red flags for me. The natives least. in this movie and the King Kong movies are traditionally portrayed as kind of like dirty savages who kidnapped the blonde girl to sacrifice to their monkey god. And like, just listen to that sentence and think of how problematic that is. So choosing to just not do that and not force Brie Larson to just be a damsel in distress. Like, yes, she stands in her own right in a way that doesn't usually happen with giant monkey gun to save you movies. The uh, the Alpha Skull Crawler was supposed to be named Ramarack. Ramarack, R A M A R A K. Like Ragnarok. Ramarack. 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 Car Ramarack. Yeah, I did enjoy like the. Uh, this is just an update that I feel for the most part like was just like solid. Like, if my problems are, like, any of my problems with it is, like, oh, you have too good of a cast just, like, filling up too much <laughs> of your time taken away from me getting to see Godzilla being, not Godzilla, King Kong, being just a big, cool Godzilla. I keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong being a big, cool Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just too eager for go, them go to fight. Godzilla. Go, go, Godzilla. Um, no, I'm, like, my gripes with this movie is that, like, you did two cool of things here, so it sometimes doesn't logically make sense to me, but also, like, it doesn't take away from anything of this movie. I was sad I never got to see him punch a T-Rex. Oh, that is, like, yeah. classic King Kong Because this Skull Island didn't actually have any dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. We have a giant, Other than, like, giant somewhat, triceratops skull. Somewhat prehistoric. Well, yeah, yeah. Hollow Earth theory, and they're coming out. Mm-hmm. The Hollow Earth. Yeah, the, the bird were a little bit prehistoric-y. They looked like pterodons. I mean, they yeah. like yeah, like pterodons from someone who didn't want to actually look up what a pterodon looks like. Which, <laughs> like, I guess they're just making the argument that, like, ah, oh, these were the ones that could survive in this area. It's been 65 million years. They've evolved. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Do you know what the water buffalo things were called? I bet that's a harder one to find. I did see it at one point, but I I'm yeah, not yeah I, for it right now. I really those enjoyed were, those. I thought those were super. That beautiful. was some Breath of the Wild shit right there. Hell was, yeah! <laughs> there's just oh, there's so many fucking references in this movie though. So so Joseph Conrad was Hiddleston, uh, or James Conrad was Hiddleston's character's name. Reference to Joseph Conrad for Heart of Darkness, which was uh, adapted into Apocalypse Now. Brie Larson's character's name was Mason Weaver as a reference to Sigourney Weaver. Nice. Just because Ripley was such a badass and Vaught Roberts wanted and, to be like, I want to shout out Sigourney. Yeah, I feel like she was never really a damsel in distress. She was just like occasionally in distress because she's getting some shit done. Like she had to go throw off a flare. She gets thrown in the water and Kong has to grab her is like her only damsel in distress moment. And like, yeah, like that's she got she fell off a mountain by the look of it into some water and he was there to help. It wasn't like Hiddleston was going to pull her out. Otherwise, but there was like, no this time beauty killed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I very much enjoyed. Uh, you mentioned the Canada jacket, Akira. It's good for your health. Steve Brule. 
the the one the the Japanese guy that unfortunately died, his name was Ikari. Not actually that uh, common of a Japanese surname, but as a shout out to Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, oh Shinji. Nice. <laughs> that fight scene between the two of them, I was not expecting, and was like beautifully shot. Which one? The when the two planes crash and oh, Akari right. and I love Riley fight. I, I love <laughs> this opening. The opening of the plane crashes to just like the running through the the woods. They're just like or the jungle. They're just like completely unaware of where they are. They are entirely. They're just like ah, oh, we're still at war. And then just like uh, plop plop, King Kong's here, baby. This movie had a couple of references, and I'm not a hundred percent sure they're on purpose. To DC's The New Frontier, huh. which is a comic by Darwin Cook, because the opening scene of DC's New Frontier is the losers, who were a World War II like mixed unit, getting stuck on Dinosaur Island. And uh, some of that opening fight scene had a few references to it. And at the point where, what's his name, Chapman, the the crazy soldier guy. Was he crazy? Not crazy. The one that were like thought that the you know mouse taking the thorn out of the lion's paw story ended with the oh mouse that's that's not Chapman. That's Chapman. Not Chapman's Chapman. the one who's writing the dear writing, Billy. Dear Sorry, Billy. Okay. Yeah, but the I do know who you're talking about. The, that oh my god, can we talk about that guy? His death for a moment. Well, yeah, that that scene in uh, DC's New Frontier, the main character, the last of the losers, takes out a Tyrannosaurus by flicking open the grenades and jumping into the T Rex's mouth, and instead they just. State like tail T-Rick, swiped yeah. him into a wall, but that was straight up out of Darwin Cook's comic. Brutal like. it moment in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, that hurt me so hard. I was just like, "Live good lives," and you're like, "No, nameless like, guy." Oh no, <laughs> like, god, your loss was for nothing. <laughs> for absolutely nothing. Like, at least get it angry. Like, I would have th- if I was. It, I'm not. I'm never gonna be the type to do that move, but I would have thrown one first to to anger it to try and bite me, mm. um, and then at least then I tried to hit it. Besides giving up immediately, or at least run at it so you don't give it a chance to just sit there and be like, "What the fuck's it doing?" Make it like react right away. Yeah, don't just like <laughs> offer yourself up. Make it try and like work for its food a little bit, but also kill it. They did a pretty good job with the sh- soldiers. Showing, like, that these people had a real bond as opposed to usual soldiers in this movie of, like, they tell them they have a bond and then we kill them too fast for it. And why they follow Samuel L. Jackson as long as they do? Is only reason because they, like... Because they they showed that bond. That it works. Uh, Props to Eugene Cordero for seeming so fucked up after the helicopter attack. He acted his ass off after that when they were all sitting there fucking stunned and shit. Yeah. Which one is Eugene Cordero? Uh, Relis. Oh, yeah. And like, are we seriously not going to talk about this? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, how have we also not talked about the fact that the dude from... Uh, there's so much to talk about. There's so many people in this movie. but the dude, I forget his name right now, but um, the guy from uh, Straight Outta Compton's in this movie, too. As oh, John Goodman's yeah. like, side partner. Who actually survives. Because I felt like him and the Asian lead lady were underused. Oh, entirely. And there's just no time for them. There was too much. They were they were there so they could be in the post credit scene, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And they were more interesting in the post credit scene than they were the entire movie leading up to this. Not just that. 
international markets. Uh, uh, what's her? Uh, she did feel like a China product placement. Jing Tian, uh, her character got an entire character poster for the release in China. Oh wow! Wow. That must have been disappointing because <laughs> she is not in this movie. She showed up at one point and I was like, wait, who is this lady that did not get introduced and is now just spouting off uh, expl- like just dialogue? I, and I definitely don't want to like insult the actress over it. She was just given no moments to work with. Right. <laughs> yeah. Same so. With it. Like, so, I mean, if there were sequels having them bring in. Again, the person that they have him interacting with is John fucking Goodman. So that's just, like, unfair to ask of people. Which, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, they're, they do a great job with what they're given, but, like, they were miscast. I don't think they should have gotten, I think they should have gotten no names, if you ask me, or someone uh made them less of a pull. Make them... If they're not going to be important characters, don't hype them up like they're like don't make them feel like they should be. Because they have that they have that exchange uh, on the on the plot uh, on the plot on the plot on the plot um, where they're uh, she's opening a can and he's just like ah oh, let me open it for you and then he cuts himself and then she's just like ah oh, you dummy let me open that for you like they they took time out of the story for these people but not enough to make me actually care about them until the very end of the movie but even still this takes place in the what, 70s? Mm-hmm. They're dead. They're not coming back. Yeah, we're not getting them in Godzilla vs. King and if Kong. And if we are, they're going to be aged up somehow. Um, You could have done that scene with Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston's character, changed no moment of that scene, it, and had it work, exactly. and would have had it give more time to other actors. So I, they kind of felt like, we need to have representation in this film, so let's shoehorn in a few more characters. As opposed to just giving more time to some of the other characters with representation already. Like, yeah, you're not wrong. And I already said that, you know, there are parts of this movie, like, let's not immediately kill all the black people that I really appreciated that they just, like, didn't do. But critique where it lays. I fucking love this movie a lot more it's than so I It's so much fun, though. It really slaps. I was, <laughs> I was way more excited for next episode because i know how much i love king of monsters like that see and that one does what i want in that it's just like it's monsters fighting like and i thought this came and i thought this came before there's no way like they've been getting better every time right so like this is going to be the in-between and i'm probably going to like it middling as much it's like on par see it's just missing king Ghidorah. I was a little less excited for next week's movie because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to enjoy two giant monster movies on the same level. Like, damn, I think I watched the one I like better first. <laughs> um, and that might still be true. I don't know. I'll find out. But I, There is a small reason, though, why I'm ex- I was kind of happy I, n- I never did go see this in theaters because I would not have wanted to shit myself in public with that stinger and actually seeing the the images of Rodan and Mothra. That was pretty cool. And Kido, oh, yeah. The, the like post credit scene. Yeah. That post credit scene, my God, that really, really, I feel like it for me is one of the more successfully done credit scenes. Universe builders. My, yes. Of just like, Oh, you were watching this movie. Get ready for more. 
The only one I could think of that really landed better immediately off the top of my head was the first Iron Man one when Nick Fury popped up. And that, that one is the not Avengers a, Initiative. Literally that's not a big mo- moment. Literally it, the thing I was thinking of, too. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it does a, a great like small moment of like being understated, but also setting up so much and outside of Marvel. They're usually so bad at doing that. Yeah. And even Marvel's a little hit and miss, although they're very willing to be like, we don't have anything to set up yet, so we just had this funny scene. Like we're We got we got Chris Evans and he's in he's got a joke for you. <laughs> Fine. Oh yeah. I'm know. not I'm not devoted to uh post credit scenes, but when they're done well they can be a lot of fun. I did almost shit myself in this movie though when they made a reference to Cannibal Holocaust with the dude getting impaled straight down through the body. Oh god, that scene. That was brutal. That was brutal. And also, were, were those the ants that John C. Reilly talks about no, later? No, that's the, that's the mother long legs. It, yeah, it was pretty much a daddy long legs made out of bamboo, it looked like. like it was. Like, I watched this on a tiny screen, which is infuriating for fucking watching <laughs> King Kong, by the way. We've got to get you um, internet. I'm fucking working on it, my dude. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, that's one of my favorite things about like, the creatures in this movie. The giant... The stick bug, that's, it's... The log bug? The log bug. I I was certain that that guy was going to end up riding the log bug the way it picked up. Being like, oh, you're not a danger? And then All right, we're going to fucking ride you into, like, It just rides in pain like it's a good thing. And I'm just like, like, it's uh, not like it's a good thing, but, like, it's a good creature that it shouldn't be feeling (laughs) these pain. And I was like, oh, God, it's good. Don't hurt it. I wanted it to be its best friend, but, like... So fucking rad. All of the creatures in this movie were super cool. Even the skull crawlers, which I usually don't care about the, like, whatever weird demon thing they have to force back. That's a snake with arms. That's a snake with some jacked-ass arms. And a skull head. Yes, that's horrifying. (laughs) I love it. I don't like snakes, so that is uh, well done. The inspiration. The uh, two-legged lizards from the original Godzilla that I... I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Um, No face. And Cubone. Oh, <laughs> I see the Cubone for sure. I can kind of see the no face as well. Like mm-hmm. it's, oh, God, this is just, I am, I'm always mixed when they're like, a fan is making the movie because it's so easy for it to go wrong. When yeah, because I'm a fan and I'm an asshole. But, <laughs> but this is the kind of like a fan making a movie that I appreciate because he's still trying to make a decent movie. And is willing to make changes. He just wants to add references everywhere he can, but doing them like small. Yeah, in a way that doesn't subtract from the story. I do think that I think that's probably because of that. Like mindset is probably the reason that we have too many, in my opinion, too big of a cast. Mm-hmm. But, but also, we also like, had Sam Jackson saying, "Hold on to your butts." Oh, which hell, <laughs> fucking yeah, we do, dude. This some of these people were second choices too. Oh my goodness. Who was second choices? Uh, Can I please get this? Let me see here. Sam Jackson was a second choice. Oh my god, and he's Are they brilliant dumb? in this. Let me see real Way more quick. pathos than you would ever expect from I mean not from Sam Jackson, I oh, get that, yeah. but like from like he's a King the, Kong movie. He's the person that I would I think you could ha- not do this movie without, in my opinion. Like for like big name actors of who they cast. Like I can't see anybody else being in that role, in my opinion. And I feel It'd like it'd be hard feel like with that role i don't think i would like i don't think you could have done it differently so sam jackson's character was going to be jk simmons that's funny but sam jackson fucking owns that much better yeah yet much better 
Although J.K. Simmons could have del delivered that original, like, well, what were we even here for scene pretty well. But I don't think he could have pulled off the action levels the same way. Yeah, like the uh, uh, the getting basically his death scene. I don't think he would be able to get it as well. Although he's from here, so I just love J.K. Simmons. Oh, he's like, great. A, as a Montana boy. Um, and John C. Riley was uh, second choice behind Michael Keaton. Ooh. I think Keaton could have done it. I'm really glad they went with Riley, though. I yes. thought Riley did. This is one of my more preferred performances out of Riley, who I think is funny, but he does a lot of bad movies. I feel he does a lot of movies. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Just the last movie I thought of him being in was that fucking Holmes and Watson movie. Oh, so, which like, is I've... insufferable. Insufferable? Insufferable. I don't know. It's too bad. A Sherlock Holmes comedy could have been really It could have been really good. I feel like the problem was that they needed to do it with any other people but yeah, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are not who I would mm. choose for that. Which, like, they were trying <laughs> to find, like, who's today's Laurel and Hardy? Which the uh, the tree trunk creature mm -hmm. is a spore mantis. A spore mantis. It did very feel mantis-y. And then there's the Meyer squid, the fucking Kong ate him. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> anyway, they gave him some really fucking cool names for them never being used. in. The mm, that's a popular thing to do with these because they're like, we're going to sell toys of the Meyer squid. I don't I, know if they did a toy run for this I don't this know movie. either. Even if you don't do toys, I feel like it's just like from my limited experience of having done production design, like giving stuff names like that just helps with visualizing it. You know? Yeah, that's fair. And separating them for and like for just talking about stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, the scene with the spore mantis versus, you know, the before the, the log bug guy. Before they named King Kong, like the original movie, it, they were just calling it, I think, like untitled giant terror monkey film <laughs> which sounds like a fucking crossover with untitled goose game which i desperately need oh like, god the sequel is untitled to uh, terror monkey movie yeah, it's, is it, it's your your control isn't that Kong. rampage you're like rampage oh, but with yeah. like the the look and like which music style of untitled goose game like that'd be amazing oh my god i'd yeah. play that game forever that'd be fun speaking of rampage that movie also, you said it was also much better than it had any right to be. Exactly. I wouldn't, I nowhere near as good at this movie. If it comes down to watching Kong Skull Island or Rampage, watch Kong Skull Island. It's much, much better. Um, but yeah, Rampage was weirdly fun. Good popcorn movie. The Rock is charming, is really what it is, I think. Yeah. I get the sense that he's probably not super likable in real life. I don't know, but. Yeah, anybody who has to work out that much is not necessarily... That's not here nor there, out. though. I'm just being mean to people I don't know on the <laughs> podcast. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm sure he's his own cup of tea. I'm just, I'm fine on that particular cup of tea. That's where I land there. I loved him in Moana. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> this movie's fantastic. Great. I'm going to watch this yeah. again. Probably. Like probably soon. I'm probably going to have it on in the background during something I mean, it, soon. It's very good background, too, because it's just like, check in. Like, I just uh, check in, just like, oh, hey, yeah. Kong's just beating up that giant thing. And, oh, he's got the motorboat engine thing now. And he's just, like, really slicing him up. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to spend time with the people. Cool. Back to my art project. Okay, back and, to uh, getting noisy. Cool, time for a break. Let's Tom watch Hiddleston's Kong. talking. Normally I'm into this, but not in this movie. <laughs> um, Hiddleston was so clean throughout this. Like, everyone else gets, like, you know, 
dirty, muddy, all that. Hiddleston? Hiddleston got fashionably dirty. He's that good. <laughs> he knows how to do his job and only get kind of dirty. I do kind of want to see the version of this movie where they just listen to him all the way through. Oh, because they would just like go to the and North it goes Shore and then better like, immediately. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody doesn't die except for the people who died. Actually, you could still have a pretty exciting movie that way of just the things they encounter on the way and not have to deal with people making dumb decisions to drive forward, like, the drama. Yeah, you literally just put the um, uh, Skull Crusher, Mega Skull Crusher, whatever, I forgot its name. Um, uh, but uh, Ramrak. Ramrak. Um, uh, you put its its exit from the uh, Hollow Earth on the North Shore where they're supposed to meet up. Yeah. And, and Godzilla show. I, not, King, uh, Kong. King Kong. My apologies. I keep doing this. No, I'm I understand. Just, I'm too excited. It might be King Kong, but Big G is king of the monsters. Exactly. I'm just, I'm just too excited for Godzilla. Okay, Kong is God. <laughs> uh, but uh, King Kong, um, uh, he just comes to save the day. You just do that. And then you don't have to have. But also, I do like the narrative of Sam Jackson just being like, I can't lose this war too. Yeah. This is a surprisingly anti-war the whole thing which gets my vote please yes i'm very into anti-war movies i just wasn't expecting it when i turned on kong skull island i was expecting actually a lot more like kind of fanboying on the troops than we got and this did a pretty good job of like humanizing them yeah humanize the troops these troops are good dudes that are going in thinking they're doing good but like war's dumb the uh the and you get anti-war journalist line was a little corny but I liked it. It it defined her pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it sets the stakes for her pretty sharply. And she never. Well, we already mentioned she never really goes damsel. And like from no. that point on, like from that moment on, you're like, all right, that's gonna happen. Like we. Uh, also, I was so glad. Like when they threw her in the water, I was like, oh, they're gonna pull her out, and it's gonna be a very wet t-shirt moment. And they didn't do it. No. And then she didn't kiss Tom Hiddleston, which they had like chemistry through it. it but close, I was all like, but... I prefer the hug at that moment, not because like uh, kissing, but it's like you guys just met. You guys just met and you've got some shit going down right now. Like and for people who don't like the romance subplots, the hug is still a very like. I just almost died and was saved by Kong. I need some human contact right, right. now. Like, also, um. Like, yeah, she was just in the water, but when she actually got put back down onto shore, that wasn't water she was spitting back up. She had also just been down in Ramorak's stomach. Oh, yeah. She'd oh. be dead. Oh, like, yeah. She what would was, not yeah. have survived any of that fight. But. Yeah, she would have hardcore have died at multiple points just due to the, one, lack of air, two, Kong would have definitely crushed her at multiple points. Three, the whiplash. Oh, from the way that just the inertia <laughs> of that whole thing. <laughs> Um, I thought this at multiple points. It was like, yeah, she's dead. She's, oh, God. I, I had, like, looked down for a second. I'm like, did he put her down real quick? I don't think so. He's like. Does Kong have skull? Does he have superpowers where he can just, like. Force field fist. Cushion <laughs> people with his palms. I don't like where that sentence is going. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to just stop with it. Cause but, yeah. No, she'd be dead. But, uh, as ridiculous as it was, I appreciate that it wasn't like, let's sneak a nip slip through a wet t-shirt moment. I oh, just, very, was... very unhorny movie. I don't think there was like any 
which is unusual for popcorn giant monster movies. I don't know why giant monster movies always have like such a horny element to them, but yeah, uh, at least American ones. Mostly because most American directors have a super male gaze, and I, this mm-hmm. one just didn't oh. seemingly have that hardcore of that for me, at least. Although that said, no, I it seemed a... to give at least again, yes, very male saying this doesn't have a male gaze is a very dangerous thing to say. Yeah, so, but it seemed to be. At uh, least as horny for Tom Hiddleston as it was for Brie Larson. Oh, it, it felt which, way, way more horny for Tom Hiddleston. Which I was going to say, as little horny as this movie gets, the next one gets super horny with Charles Dance being in it. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know who Charles Dance is by name. We'll find out next week. Tywin Lannister. Oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> okay. I don't mind movies being horny, particularly if they are equally horny both directions. Oh, my recommendation for the week is very horny at points. So, like, I have no problem with the with horniness in any we were of my media. We're just talking about food wars, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's weird to me when it's averted uh, more so than violence is averted at points. Yes, yeah. like you, I don't 100%. get that. So, like, I I can shoot someone in the head, but I can't show a nipple. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. I don't get that. I don't know. Horny is okay objectifying horny is problematic yeah that's my that's my threshold um yeah any thoughts on this movie before we like any last thoughts before we dive into recommendations it's good you should watch it if you haven't seen it i feel like that's what our closing thoughts almost always are except for wonder woman which is we know it's bad but you'll still have fun if you have any problems with it uh it's fair I, I, you're probably right. Unless your problem is Brie Larson, which people had, which was dumb. To, I think it's because she once said in Captain Marvel, like, this movie wasn't made for men or like, we need to stop making so many movies for men. And I was like, that's true. But oh, part of the internet the, just fucking lost their mind. And then she just like, so like, I get that. I like, I understand where you might see reason that argument i think it's a dumb argument yeah don't don't be sexist hey (laughs) let this woman do her fucking job so she can earn a goddamn living as long as she keeps making good movies i have no problem with this Uh uh-huh there's plenty of male gaze movies like we can make some action movies that aren't there's also just like a whole pornography industry if that's your act too Like, we can keep them pretty separate. We can even mix oh God, them, too. Now I'm sure there's a Kong, like, Bone Island or something. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's so many But I mean, like, parodies. for this specific movie. King Dong. Yeah. Oh, my God. What's our recommendations, guys? If you say King Dong, I'm going to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recommend King Dong. <laughs> You didn't say you would hit me. <laughs> Actually, no, I do have a recommendation that I'm very excited about. Go ahead. It's a movie that I watched for the first time this week. Um, uh, it is called Tampopo. Um, uh, T-A-M-P-O-P-O. I think I've heard of this. It's on HBO. Um, it is in the Criterion Collection. Uh, it came out in 85, 86. I'm not 100% on that, but that's for sure one of those years. Um, it's about a noodle shop owner who basically is going... She's like basically endeavoring to create the best bowl of ramen she can create and like save her store. In the regards to Food Wars, it is thematically all about food and cooking. And it is absolutely the most fascinating bit of storytelling and and like filmmaking that I've ever seen in that it's unlike any other movie I've ever seen in there where it has like this through line narrative of this this noodle shop owner who meets these truckers. Um, 
and it's like who have like experience eating a bunch of ramen so she's like inquiring with them to like teach me show me in your spare time whenever you can come by show me but like that's so that's the main story but then there's these random vignettes of just food related content some of it exceedingly explicit and well not not explicit but just like very horny but like very very horny to the point of uncomfortableness there's this particular part that like made me want to almost yak but that said i still love this movie um <laughs> but like quite the recommendation <laughs> all of the random vignettes are just like thematically tied together by the theme of food slash cooking and it's just like a love letter to people who love to eat and cook and eat to live um and it's also narratively wise structured like a, a american western Huh, like okay. all of the archetypes and uh, plot points basically fall into like an American Western style, like narrative subplot, except for the weird vignettes. Those are a little bit more just like off the beaten path, but it's very funny. It is very interesting. And I want more people to see it because I have weirdly not ever heard about it before this year. And uh, I think you were the first one to tell me about it. It's awesome. I love it. Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Um, this for I want to I want to preface this by saying this might be the highest recommendation I have ever given on this show. Oh, I super underrated my recommendation for this week. Good. <laughs> um, I am going to recommend the TV series Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes. I don't know it. Um, you're the the first person to do it in person, but you're the umpteenth person I've heard recommended on a, a podcast. Uh, so to set up the show, back in 2013, when NBC Sports was first going to start showing uh, Premier League soccer games, they ran a commercial to promote that, where they got Jason Sudeikis to play this character of Ted Lasso, who is an American football coach who get gets hired to be a premier league soccer team coach and the commercial remember this right the, the commercial primarily focused on on him being like a fish out of water character fast forward seven years it gets turned into a television show for apple tv the entertainment uh, industry is wild. and i'm not sure if i've ever had a tv show feel like it was giving me a nice warm hug but the, the whole point of Ted Lasso is it's the same thing. He's a, an American football coach who has been hired to become a Premier League soccer coach because the current owner of the team is trying to get back at her ex-husband after going through a bitter divorce by intentionally tanking the team. Kind of a major league shenanigans type of mm -hmm. move. But uh, the inspiring and amazing part is the character of Ted Lasso approaches his entire life and all the adversity thrown at him through the course of the series with unending kindness and optimism. And him and his assistant coach just gradually went over everyone in their lives and genuinely try to make everyone around them the best versions of themselves that they can be. So they're Steven Universe. Yes, I love it. Uh, I the, on, the, the only hindrance is that it's an Apple TV show, so I have to figure out how to watch that. Yeah, I, you know, might have pirated it, you know. Uh -oh. I, I will definitely maybe just get a, a month-long trial of Apple TV and just... I really like Jason Sudeikis, too, so... Which, he's great. I, he, 
can act his fucking ass off if you ask me between between him and colossal and um uh, oh sleeping Ooh. with other people uh, i think is the one he did with brie larson Ooh. that looked good he and he was charming in 30 rock oh yeah he's i think highly underrated as a like a ability to do good dramatic acting but also just do good acting and characters well, and I'm looking this up. It's it was developed by Bill Lawrence, who is, I mean, he did Scrubs, which is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I like Scrubs. I have watched this entire the the first season entirely three times in the past two weeks. Ew. Um, I've recommended I've recommended to a shit ton of people. The three people that I know that have started watching it, two have already finished the first season and are starting in on their second rewatch. One of them came up to me personally to thank me for the recommendation <laughs> because he was like, I did not realize how much I needed that in my life this weekend. And it really helped me through. It's been that kind of year that if you have a thing that's like, feel good, everyone's oh, like, yeah. fucking share it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Just give, give out your feel good. Request. That's why I keep going back to the great British baking show. <laughs> like It's why I watched through, uh, it's why I want to rewatch through like a couple of animes that are just like, Oh yeah. Comforting. Yuri on Ice is the one that came to mind. So, my recommendation is uh, not nearly as deep as either one of these things that we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to go with The Adventures of Barry Ween Boy Genius by Judd Winnick. It is a comic. I might have recommended it before. It was, when I was a teenager, one of my favorite comics of all time. It is definitely showing its age. The description it got at the time was Dexter's Lab meets South Park. But I think that really understates the, like, good character development that they can do in this sh uh, comic. Mm. The comic is pretty horny, but in a, like, these kids are just entering puberty. Of course they're horny kind of way. Not, like, yeah. sexualizing kind of way. Yeah. Um, that is a hard line to tell, if you ask me. And too often it is not the right way and some of these kids definitely have access to porn but like there's the girl that he has a crush on and she is never sexualized even if they will go on weird random ta tangent conversations about boobies like so uh, as someone who really doesn't like south park i really like this comic it shows that it was written in God, i was in middle school so like 2000 okay but it's it's well done. It's got good feel moments. It's got a giant monkey in it, which is what made me think of it. Hell yeah. He's kind of Gorilla Grodd-ish at the same time because he has psychic powers. Like, Shit. Young Justice did have a giant monkey in it. Yeah, Gorilla Grodd. Young mo mo giant monkeys are everywhere. You're right. We had to do this episode. Fuck. Uh, Monsieur Mala? I, I mean, Monsieur Mala, who is the uh, super intelligent monkey who is in love with the brain. Titano, who was a kryptonite-powered giant monkey that Superman fights. Batman had a monkey that worked with him for a while called Mogo the Bat-Ape mm -hmm. in the 50s. Like Warner Twins, didn't they have a... Gleek. Yeah, Gleek. Monkeys are everywhere. Plus, we sent one into space because they're like us. And that I one think. we actually brought back. We brought a few things into space that we didn't do great about, but like the now monkey all, we took care of. Now like I'm it. all scared of the apocalypse again. I kept thinking of uh, Planet of the Apes, but I haven't seen the most recent one. So all I had was like old ones, which are all kind of universally bad. But amazing. I've heard the newer ones are good. Great. I've only seen the one with James Franco. 
The oh, new ones the are one. great. Oh, fun. Well, we'll have to do an episode later on it. I'm um, biased. I love Planet of the Apes. <laughs> where we'll watch every single Planet of the Apes movie. I will watch That's every like single. I will um, watch all the television of... show. I will. There was a tell uh, Nick, not another time, guys. Uh... <laughs> okay, so you, so we'll just you, you build up the the syllabus for what we need to watch for uh, Planet of the Apes. For we'll... Noob Island season Noob two, Island's Planet, Planet of the, the Apes. Oh uh, God, uh, Noob Island should be coming out soon. Soon, soon. I uh, was doing some work on it actually right before we started recording. Perfect. Uh, oh, and I, I started editing season two of Word Balloons today. There's all sorts of shit coming out, guys. It's so we're, good. <laughs> we're oh, getting things God. done now that wheels are turning. <laughs> things are getting things are happening. I've gotten I've gotten poked once. We're coming out of these dark, dark days. Stress levels are just going. Stress levels are still real high. But uh, join us next time to help reduce the stress levels with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. He'll go on about Ghidorah. I'll go on about Mothra, I'm pretty sure. You'll actually say, I bet you money you're going to say King Kong instead of Godzilla at least once next week. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that is a thing with my brain. I, I flop. Uh, things in my brain. So yes, I will say King Kong instead of uh, Godzilla, and I will say Godzilla instead of King Kong. <laughs> that is, I, you have made a good bet. <laughs> but uh, what will you do once they're fighting each other? When they're fighting each other, God I will Kong. be sad because I want them to Kingzilla. I want them to team up. Oh, to, they're gonna team up and punch someone. Let's be real punch honest. Something, here. anything, if even if it's some really good guesses. We'll talk about that. Oh. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. That's Steven. Dismissed! Hi everybody, General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is around on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, email us generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.